0: are uh, ten, 10 points that I that I want to share with you this morning. 10 things, 10 very important things and some have subpoints. Deuteronomy chapter 9 starting at verse 5. I, I do want to thank God before I begin. I want to thank God for uh, the kings who accompanied me and Pastor Leslie last week kingdom life. Thank (laughs) y'all. Elder Smith, when you travel out, it's always good to see familiar faces, you know? So if you can have some people out there smiling at you, that's why I always like my wife to be there. I know you like your wife to be there too, because everybody else frowning at you, she'll smile at you. (laughs) That's a blessing. I'm telling you, it's a blessing to have your wife smiling at you. Deuteronomy 9, 5 through 6. Uh, I'm reading from the amplified version, and that's what's on the screen. It says, it is not for your righteousness or for the uprightness of your heart that you are going to possess their land, but because of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you, and to confirm the oath, that's important, and to confirm the oath which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Know without any doubt that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land to possess because of your righteousness. For you are a stiff-necked, stubborn, obstinate people. (laughs) Know without any doubt, without any doubt, that the Lord your God is not giving you the good land to possess because of your righteousness. For you are a stiff-necked, Stubborn, obstinate people. I want to share with you today from the topic, come home. The power of covenant. Come home. Look at your neighbor and say, come home. home. Look at somebody else and say, please come home. We're going to be talking about the power of covenant What's extraordinary about the scripture is before God releases the promise into the hands of his people. He humbles them. So that they don't get cocky going in. He wants them to understand that everything that they're doing, that he's doing for them. Is because of him. And not because of them. That there's absolutely positively nothing that they had done right. Right. To deserve the opportunity that was presented to them, right. so he says, I, "I need you to understand that it is not because you've been good yeah. that I'm about to give you these wicked people's land, mm-hmm. because, in all truth, you are wicked as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The wicked about to take possession of what belongs to the wicked. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want you going in getting their stuff thinking that you were good and they were bad, and that's why God made the transfer. The reason that I'm doing this is because I made a promise. And God says, when I make a promise, I have to keep it. Because if I don't keep it, I'm a liar. And God cannot lie. Even if we talk about one of Elder Smith's favorite scriptures, that even when we're faithless, God is still, come on, faithful. Why? Because he cannot deny himself. This means God can't go against who he is in his essence. That he has to be who he is. So he cannot be unfaithful. He can't because faithful is who he is. And if God wasn't faithful, then he wouldn't be who he is. So he has to be faithful. So when he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he would do what he's doing at this moment, he's doing it for these people generations later because of a promise he made back in the day. Say amen. amen. That's how powerful covenant is. Covenant is that powerful. And, and, and I really like verse six. Verse six is really uh, a, a blessing. Know without any doubt that the Lord your God is not giving you the good land to possess because of your righteousness. And then, and then he says, listen to what God says. Now he says, for you are a stiff necked people. I think I taught here about being stiff-necked. The oxen would have to have the yoke put on their necks, and sometimes the oxen would not allow the yoke to be put on their necks. So they would do like this: they would the necks would become sti- stiff, so that the, so that the yoke couldn't get on the neck. And the problem is, if the yoke can't get on the oxen's neck, you can't lead them. That's right. So here, so here's what God is saying, in essence: I'm trying to lead y'all, jokers, <laughs> <laughs> but you won't let me. Every time I try to lead you into, your, into my goodness, you. I pray nobody's walking around in here like this. God says, I'm trying to lead you into my graces, lead you into my mercy, lead you into my blessing. But every time you rebel against me, you remind me of those stiff necked oxen. And then it something that God said to his own people. Yes, yeah. You stiff necked. I was saying last week that there's some, there's some stuff you can say to your kids that nobody else can. Amen. Somebody else say that about your kids, Pam? You ready to fight? You ready to throw down? Taking your earrings out your ear, greasing your face up? You ready to roll? Am I right about it? Yeah. And I remarked about on a good uh, good times episode. Anybody ever watch Good Times? Good yeah. Times. Raise your hand if you've ever seen Good Times. Uh, the kids about they're about to be evicted from the house. Remember that eviction episode? And James went out to play pool and made that 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 th- three three corner bank shot and uh. And anyway, the guys came in to take the, the stuff, and Thelma fell on the floor. Talking about, I have fainted. <laughs> and she was laying on the floor, and they were going through this whole thing. And, and, and when they found out they were faking, the guy said, y'all, the jivingest kid kids. I don't even know what I mean. They all the jivingest kids. And, and, and she walked in on that dude talking bad about her kids. And she said, no, son, nobody talks down to my kids but me. Yeah. So God looks at his own children that he knows well, and says you know what? You're stiff-necked, but I'm going to bless you anyway. How many of us in this room realize by a show of hands that even when we were stiff-necked, he blessed us, come on, anyway. So, so you recognize that the, the, the fact that you're as blessed as you are today, that you possess what you have today, has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the power of covenant. And, 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 and so as I was looking at this, I thought about Luke Luke chapter 15. I thought about this prodigal son. And, and, and I thought that the, the power of covenant was, was exhibited in this particular parable like nothing else in the scripture. And so let's, let's look at Luke 15 for just a moment, and, and I'm going to lay out my 10 points, and, and we're going to be going home. And, and starting at verse 11, and it says, "Then he said, "A certain man had two sons. The young of them, the younger of them inappropriately, said to his father, "Give me the share of the property that falls to me." So he divided the estate between them." A few days later, the youngest son gathered together everything that he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he wasted his fortune in reckless and immoral living. Yeah. Now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to do without and be in need. So when he went and forced himself on one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed the pigs, he would have gladly eaten the carapods that the pigs were eating, but they could not satisfy his hunger. And no one was giving him anything. But when he finally came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have more than enough food while I am dying here of hunger? I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Just treat me like one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants quickly, bring out the best robe for the guest of honor and put it on him and give him a ring for his hand and sandals for his feet and bring the fattened cow and slaughter it and let us invite everyone and in feast and celebrate. Why? For this son of mine was as good as dead and is alive again. He was lost and has been found. So they began to celebrate. I want to go through this text for just a moment, give you the ten points, and we'll be done. Point number one, the son was out of pocket, he was out of fellowship, but he was not out of the family. I I want you to understand, he was out of pocket, he was out of fellowship, but he was not out of the family. Sometimes we get out of pocket. Sometimes people get out of fellowship, but they are not out of the family. Once you are saved and have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb, you belong to him. See, there are people who have all these ideas, and, and this that, that righteousness complex we have, where we think that just because we're the son that stayed home, that we're better than the people who walked off. Yeah. Come on, you see, one son, see, you, you look at the story. Both sons got their possession. Yeah. Okay, both sons, both sons. He split it before both sons. He split it between both of them. The one son, the younger son said, give me my possession. But the dad gave both the sons their possession. But the oldest son stayed home. While a few days later, the younger son packed his stuff and left. So when the younger son made it back home, he was all half I mean, he was all biggity and uppity. Oh, how how you going to kill something for him? And he took your money and ran off and spent it up. I never left you. I've always been here. I've always served you. I've always sang on the praise team. I've always been faithful. And the truth of the matter is God, he's saying, hold up. Both of y'all got blessed by me. And neither of you would be in the position you were in if it weren't for me. So don't you dare look down your nose at your brother who fell. Because you're both here by grace. So even though he was out of pocket, he was out of pocket. Somebody say out of pocket. He was out of pocket. He was out of place. He was away from the father. He was out of fellowship. He was not with the father. He could not talk to the father. He could not spend time with the father. There was no fellowship. But he was still in the what? Family. He was still his son and he was still his daddy. Nothing changed. So even when we mess up bad, God says, I love you. Somebody needed to hear that today. When everybody else in the church circles are looking down on you for what happened in your life and the mistakes you made, God is saying, I never looked down on you because you are still my child. And if you came home today, I'll take you back. He was out of fellowship. He was he was out of pocket, but he was not out of the family. Number two, covenant is stronger than separation. Covenant is stronger than separation. There's some people in this room, I don't see you every day, but when we see each other, it's like we just saw each other. You don't have to be in people's face every day in order for there to be covenant. Covenant is stronger than separation. Covenant is stronger than a mistake. Covenant is stronger than somebody letting you down. Covenant. Somebody shout covenant. In, in 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 this new world, we don't know what covenant is. We don't understand that covenant overlooks faults. Covenant overlooks mistakes. Co- covenant co- covenant overlooks things that we didn't do that we should have done. Covenant, somebody shout covenant. Covenant forgives. Covenant restores. Covenant looks for the good in people. Covenant doesn't look to walk away just because somebody messed up. Covenant doesn't throw salt on somebody's open wound. Covenant, covenant doesn't show somebody's nakedness. Covenant covers. That's what covenant does. Somebody shout, that's what covenant does. The only reason that we aren't exposed and that everybody doesn't know all the stuff we did is because the covenant covered us. Because God covered us. God kept people from knowing what happened. Come, I wish I had somebody here. And we look down on people. Whenever somebody in the public falls, everybody's got something to say about somebody that has a public scandal. What about our private scandal that didn't get out there? What if our stuff got out there? Thank God for covering. I, I wish I had some happy people. Thank God for covering what? Us. Pastors, I've seen pastors, I've seen pastors come under scandal. And, and then the church that they pastored, poured into, preached to, blessed, ministered to, helped marriages stay together, baptized the children two, three times after they backslid. Come on here. Restored them in the office while they were weeping and crying. Oh, I can't believe I did it. God loves you. And then time the pastor comes under some scrutiny. I knew nothing wasn't right about him. I knew he wasn't. What happened to the covenant? to the covenant but isn't it good to know that no matter what people say about you God says I love you you're still mine nothing can come between us isn't that a blessing somebody ought to smile about that that when everybody puts you down God says I got you oh they don't like you no more I love you God says, I'll up to Annie. I don't just like you. I love you. In fact, I'm crazy about you. Isn't that what the angels asked about, man? What is man? That thou art mindful of him. The son of man that thou visit. Why do you spend so much time looking over those people? Why is it that you love them so much? Why would you go looking for Adam in the garden when you know what he did? Why would you do it? Why wouldn't you just stay up in heaven and just let that joker die? Why wouldn't you just let him drop dead because it's something stronger than Adam's sin at work here and it's called covenant yeah. Thank you, God. that's number two number three I believe that he had planned to leave this will all come together in just a moment I believe he had planned to leave. I believe. I don't think he got the stuff. And then said, oh, I got my stuff. I'll go. Mm-hmm. I think it was in his mind, Smitty, mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. Wait till I get this paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any of y'all young people sitt- was sitting out there. Remember y'all, some of y'all 22, 23. And there y'all were sitting out there. Boy, when I get my money together. You don't have to raise your hand, but I know. Oh, one hand right over there. One hand. One honest young person. Boy, when I get my money together, I'm out of here. Thank you, mama. Thank you, daddy. You've been nice. You've been sweet. You've been kind. But I'm grown now. And I ain't about to be listening to nobody's rules. And then you get out on your own, you still got to follow rules. You, you find out that if you don't pay that rent on the 15th, then them folk will put you out of doors. You Still rules. Somebody say still rules to follow. It's still I thought I thought that when I got grown I could make my own rules and I didn't have to listen to nobody but Georgia Power. Oh, yeah. Georgia Power said I got the power ah. and if you want some of it that check better be here on the first. Anybody here ever tested their resolve? To see whether or not they meant it or not. You will be living by candlelight. So no matter and it won't be romantic. Candlelight, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, I'm going to get up out of here. Because daddy too strict. He got all this God stuff talking about if I live under his roof, I'm going to church. All this crazy stuff. No, I'm going to get my money. I'm going to get myself set, and I'm gone. Because notice, notice, only a few days after he got it, he was out of there. So it had to be a plan. It wasn't like it hit him a few days. A few days? You didn't even stay a month? A few days after he got his possessions, he was out of there. And commentators say, Clay, that he had to somehow transform what he had into cash. So if dad gave him property, that means he had to sell it. So he must have already had a buyer if that was the case. Because he was quickly able to get cash for whatever the inheritance was and get out of Dodge. Y'all stay with me now, all right? Now... Can you imagine? I'm just thinking. Just stay with me. I don't know if this happened this way, but when you have plans, you usually share them with somebody. Like your friends. You know, you you want to bounce stuff off your friends. Young people don't bounce stuff off your friends. Go to somebody a little older with some spirits. Because your friends want to get out too. And, and, and if it looked like you're on your way out, they're going to encourage you. Yeah, go and get your money and leave. Your daddy's sickening. Your daddy is sickening. I mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but he is kind of sickening. And so, so go on and get your stuff and go and leave. But here's the thing. Anybody who encouraged him to leave once the famine hit and he ran out of money, they were not there for support. They were not there for advice. And they were certainly not there to give him any money. So I said, God, where were they? Brown, I want to know where they are. You know what the Holy Spirit said to me? At home with their daddy. (laughs) Now they have talked him into leaving his daddy. They at home, Brown, (laughs) with their daddy. Isn't that like people who tell you to leave their church, but they still at theirs? walk away from your pastor, but they'll stay in covenant with theirs. He don't let you preach enough. He, he don't do enough for you. You gonna, you should leave. You should leave. You're going to leave your church. No, no. Mm-mm, no, no, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. I'm connected to my man of God. Child, I wouldn't take that. I'd leave him. I'd just, I'd just leave him. And, and in time you leave him, child, so and so, well, no, girl, you can't stay here because my husband said... My husband said, we can't take no borders. So, you know, that's my man. And I listen to my man. Child, I don't know what was wrong with you. Leaving that good man. (laughs) Won't they do it to you? Won't they do it? We got to watch who we get counsel from. We got to watch who we get counsel from because... We'll leave something that blesses us. <coughs> what point am I on? Number three? <laughs> number four, number four. He thought he was ready. Number five. He thought he was ready for something that he had no idea what it took to maintain. He thought he was ready to be a man. They say he was somewhere between 17 and 18. He thought he was a man. Old people say, smelling himself. (laughs) He thought he was ready to be like his daddy. But he didn't know what it took to be his daddy. Oh, y'all got it. Oh, God. See, now I understand why God said, I need y'all to understand why y'all getting this. Because, see, y'all are messing around and getting this new land and get all full of yourself and think you did this. And you won't realize that I did this for you. So I got to stop you before I give it to you. So, so the son thought, because see, the anointing to be a father made it look easy for the father to provide a covering. He had no idea what it, what it took for his father to be his father to keep a roof over his head, to, to to keep food on his table, to keep clothes on his back, to keep the livestock alive, to keep the fields growing, to, 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 to run hired hands, to, to have servants all over the house. He did not, he was wealthy with his daddy, but poor alone. Mm. Yeah. Gotta get this, gotta get this. So so his father's anointing to be a father made it look so easy, but he soon found out it's cold out there when you're uncovered. So he'd been protected from the elements, you see. It had rained before, but his father was an umbrella. And his father was so good at covering him, the boy didn't even know it was raining. But when he stepped out from the covering of the father, the rain was all over him. And he was trying to figure out what in the world is going on. That's rain, son. And when you leave your covering, you just got to get wet. See, that's God's so good at being God until a lot of times we don't even know he's blessing. A lot of times you know God's blessed you by hindsight. And if we don't be careful, we'll be cocky like this boy. And we'll be prone to start doing our own thing. Because whenever we reject the will of God to do our will, it's just like that boy leaving home. So sometimes God is so smooth with the blessing. He's so smooth with keeping the enemy off of us that sometimes we think it's our prayer life keeping the enemy off of us. God said, no, the only reason that the devil hadn't done with you what he wanted to do with you is because I had you covered and I am your shield and I am your buckler. That's why. Not because you prayed strong enough and read enough scripture. It is because I have been defending you. But I'm so good at it, sometimes you don't even know i done it until I did it. And he's so good, sometimes you can't see him working while he's working. Kids wake up, go down to the refrigerator. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And they expect food to be in there. And then we'll fuss at you when what they want is not there. Why don't we have any Cocoa Puffs? Do you know how much Cocoa Puffs cost? Why don't we have chips? You better eat that sandwich and be grateful. Y'all don't want to have no church in here. That's what my grandmama told me. We ain't cooking two parts or nothing. You going to eat greens or you going to go hungry? I'll take a a bowl of greens. Because greens better than hungry, sir. They were so good at providing, I didn't even know I grew up poor. They were so good. My grandfather was so good at making sure that there were chicken and rice and gravy and green beans that I didn't even realize we grew up poor until I was a grown man. I didn't know what it took. We got to understand, always remember what it took for God to make you who you are. It was expensive. I wish I had somebody. It cost him a lot to make you who you are. Your blessed self. Favored self. That big beautiful house, those nice cars, those beautiful clothes, those wonderful purses, those awesome hairdos. God paid. That preaching gift, that singing gift, that 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 gift that God gave you to prophesy, it costs for that. Sometimes God flows so smooth, though, we take it for granted. We start thinking, I can do this. I heard somebody say they don't need God to buy property. A Christian, I don't need God to do real estate transactions. Have mercy on them, mother. I was standing there talking to them, I said, Oh, no, Doc, he ain't going to get me and you. I trust his, I trust his aim, but you might touch me. I'm backing up off you, Doc. I'm backing up off you. You ain't going to grab for me. You don't need God. He was so blessed, and God was so good at blessing him until he thought he blessed himself. Never, ever think it was the job that did it. Oh, no, never think it was the the degree that put you there. Never, ever. Don't get it twisted. God did this. Somebody tap your neighbor and say, God did all of that. In fact, when you walk out of your car, you ought to walk around it and say, thank you. Just take a little lap. Take a little praise lap. Thank you. Get in your house and take a praise lap. Thank you. Thank you, God, because you did this. And not only did he do it, he's still doing it. Yes, 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 yes. You gave it to me and you're keeping me in it. Yes. I just want to say. Thank you. See, see, he'll tell Israel, before I let you go in. Thank you, Lord. He knew Israel. That's something you know your kids. Yes. Don't you know your kids, Sam? You know your kids. He knew Israel. He said, you know, if I don't get these jokers straight, before they get in there, they're gonna be hard to deal with. Right. Let me tell you something now. It's not because you were good. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The son thought, "Oh, I can do this. I don't need my father." He was so blessed. He felt like I can do what I can do what he does. Y'all, the, y'all come on! I, I can do what he. I can do that. I don't, need, I don't need no help. I know y'all don't think like that, but that's what he thought. Now this is verse number six, number six, point number six, point number six. Here's what got me. When the, when the Lord spoke this to me, it got, oh God. He left a steady stream of income. Amen. For a one-time payment. <laughs> steady stream. One time. Mm. That's not making sense to anybody in this room. <laughs> All of y'all saying, that boy was stupid. Why would he do something like that? A steady stream. Think about leaving a running faucet for right. a cup. Mm. Give me my cup of water. Mm. <laughs> Give me the cup of water that cometh to me. <laughs> yeah, there's a faucet over there. Just come. I just running. Yes, and, and, and they say that what he was going to get was only one eighth. That's right. That's right. And if he had sisters, it would be less. Right. Because the older brother got the double portion. Yeah. So, <laughs> when you think about it, he didn't get much of nothing. Yeah. He left everything for one time. And so I thought about that. there's a, there's a company, and that, that, they laughed that came to life when I said this. There's a company on TV, they say if you're getting payments, we'll give you a lump sum. <laughs> I'm not going to call their name, though. <laughs> but y'all know. Y'all know who they are. They say we'll give a lump See, what happens is people who think they can handle lump sums they go to this company and trade in their payments for lump sums. Then what happened, Brown, is they blow the sum. And then wish they were back on payments. So so for some of y'all who feel like God got you on payments, maybe he's saying, I know that's all you can handle. And when you handle these payments right, maybe I drop a lump sum on you. You're not mature enough for what you're asking for. And he proves this immaturity because a few days later, not long, he broke. Because it seemed like when you leave your covering, there's always a famine. When you leave your your covering, everything dries up. And you be out there wondering, I wonder why all this happening to me. Why did my car break down today? Why a flat tie on Tuesday? Lord, and when it rained, it pours. And now they say it's a hole in the roof. And Lord, they cut back on my hours. And they went up on my insurance. And now this girl done messed them shoes up. And I got to buy a new pair. Oh, Lord, what am I going to do? What you need to do is go back home. Yeah. <laughs> my God. Because when homeboy ran out of money, all his friends were gone. And he went and forced himself on a man in the country, a Gentile, and the man said, "Go feed the pig." Now he, he was at his lowest, because Jews don't feed pigs. Amen. Right. And not only that, he's so hungry until the pig food, food stopped. Okay. Lord have mercy. And just, just as the pig food stopped looking real good, the scripture says he came to himself. I like the way you said came to his senses. In the Hebrew, that, that word came to his senses means he repented. It means he came to a clearer way of thinking, which led to more logical actions. Clearer thinking leads to logical ans- a- actions, see. So he says, oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a wait, minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. Here's what he says. Porsche, this is good. He says, My father has servants who have more than enough. And I'm out here starving of, 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 of hunger. Now, they have more than enough and they work for my daddy. I'm his son and I got nothing. I think. I'll go home, and I'll tell my daddy I'm sorry. And I'll say I'm no longer worthy, and you're right, to be your son. Oh, you never lied, brother. I am no longer worthy to be your son. Make me like one of your hired hands. I I just come work for you because the people that work for you live in the land of more than enough. I'm so hurt, I don't even believe I could be restored as a son. So I'll come back as a servant. You got to catch this now. Now, see, he had never had these problems at home. But the thing is that his father's heart toward him never changed. Never changed, never changed, never changed. Never changed. Because the story said that when the son was going home. And you got to imagine the condition of the son. He didn't look like when he left. No, he Jesus. You know, you never look like when you left. He was covered with mud. Dirt, smut, smelling stink. He worked with the pigs, so he smelled like pigs. Come on. And as bad as he looked, when when the father saw him, he knew it was him. When the father, as bad as he looked, as messed up as he was, when the father saw him, he said, that's my boy. Because he doesn't see your sin. He sees you got to get this. He's not looking at your mistakes. He's looking at who he made you. If God was dealing with us according to our sin, we'd all be dead. God can see up underneath your mess. Somebody tap your neighbor and say, God can see underneath your mess. God, God can see underneath your mistakes. God can see. People see your mistakes, but God sees underneath that. God sees who he made you to be. God sees who he called you to be. God sees who he ordained you to be. He's not looking at how bad you messed up. Amen. Even with all that stuff on him, he knew his son when he saw him. His heart toward him never changed. He runs. Oriental men never reign. The sun does not run to him. He runs to the sun. When he gets to the sun, he runs to the sun. He grabs the son. That's what he did. That dirty boy. He hugged that dirty, nasty, stinking, disrespectful, dishonorable boy. And if that ain't enough, he kissed it. Malachi 3 and 6 says, I the Lord do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are what? Not destroy. The only reason y'all aren't dead because I'm the same. Would you hug that dirty boy? Would you hug that boy that disrespected you like that? Because him taking your money and leaving before you die. He asked for the inheritance before you die. You're not even dead yet. And he said, I want my stuff before you die. So that's like, I wish you were dead. And he runs out there and grabs that. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know who. To. He runs out there and grabs that, dirty, nasty, despicable, and the father runs out there and grabs him, hugs him, and kisses him. And The son starts going into his little monologue. Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. And I am no longer worthy, you got that right, to be your son. Please take me as one of your hired hands. And you know what got me? Smitty, he didn't talk to the boy. He looks over to the servant and says, hey, look here. Go and get one of the best robes. The best robe? Oh, the robe represents sonship. And go get a ring. Oh, the ring represents authority. And go get some sandals for his feet. Only the masters of the house wore sandals in the house. When you were a guest in an oriental home, when you were a guest and you came in, you had to take your shoes off. But the master of the house kept his own. He says, I'm restoring you back to your place. And it's not because of you. It's because of covenant. You messed up. You don't deserve any of this. Yes, you do deserve to just be a servant. But I am giving you your robe. I am giving you your ring. And I am giving you your sandals for your feet. You are a son. You have authority. And you are the master of this house. I am restoring you to your place. You are not a servant. You are a son. Right there, one move restoration. Restoration. Somebody shout restoration. restoration. That's what the Father does, and He does it because of covenant. He doesn't do it because. See, the thing is, this is what got me. It's like the Father didn't even hear what He said. It was like He didn't even hear Him. Just like He had a plan to leave, His Father had a plan to restore. The moment He saw Him, He said, "I'm gonna restore Him." It doesn't matter what he says when he gets here. It doesn't matter what excuses he gives me when he gets here. I'm not listening to those because my restoration is not predicated on how good his argument is. It is predicated on how big my heart for him is. It doesn't do anything. You could pray the best prayer you could ever pray. It's in God's heart to restore you. Come on. See, he already saw the repentance in the fact that you came back home. The fact that you got over yourself and you got over your pride and you came back to the house says, I'm sorry for what I did. I repented and I don't really need to hear your words. I need to see your actions. Because some of us Christians talk too much. And we don't live enough. So the mere fact that he came back is a repentance. So I want to say this before we go. We're almost there. Home represents, home represents our relationship with the Father. Home represents our relationship with the Father. So I have some questions I need to ask you. First question, Jacob, are you at home? Are you? Yeah. Are you at home? The next question is, have you drifted? Drifting's dangerous. Because you can drift oh, yeah. without knowing. Oh, yeah. You're moving away. Yeah, That's why drifting's dangerous. People have gotten on those little rubber things in the, in the, in the ocean and laid out and just drifted away from land and when they wake up the beach is way can't even see it people of God be careful of drifting have you experienced a slow and gradual movement Or a change from one place or condition to another in your relationship with God? Are you moonwalking away from God? Something was happening in that boy gradually. And it was gradually changing the way he saw his father. And the boy didn't know it. He was backing away from his father in his heart. He was living in the house with him. But he was far away from him. And once his heart got far away from him, his head started thinking, I need to leave it. be careful people of God and getting comfortable in our relationship with God be careful not being mindful of the father's goodness because we laughed about this boy but if we don't be careful we'll do what he did because backsliding Is not something we just come up with. It happens over time. Sometimes people can be in the church and still be far away from God. Sing for him, but don't spend time with him. Preach for him, but don't read his word except on the... Not close to God at all. And before you know it, they walk away. And you say, I wonder what happened. It's been happening. See, sometimes we get so casual, so comfortable. It it, it, it becomes easy to us. And we don't have a respect for the relationship. And when you start losing respect for the relationship, you start losing respect for the one you're in relationship with. And you don't see the blessings. And you start thinking that stuff is because of you. And that he owes you stuff. He owe you nothing. Hallelujah. So we need to be careful. Mark 7 and 6. Mark 7 and 6. Let's look at it. He answered and said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? As it is written, These people honors me with their lips, but their heart. Far from me. So, Portia, I wanted to know, why did Jesus quote Isaiah? Well, Isaiah says in Isaiah twenty nine thirteen. Listen to this. Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts, far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men. See, Jesus said they honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. Isaiah said they took them. Mm. Isaiah said they took their heart and they removed it far from me. They did it. They got lazy in their devotion and they and, and they, they didn't seek me, and they didn't spend time with me, they didn't worship, they didn't praise, they didn't get in the word, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't commune with me. So they took their heart away from me. And, 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 and the things that they do is by the commandment of men. They don't do it because they love me, they do it because somebody told them. Somebody told them this is how you ought to live, so that's why they're being obedient. They're not being obedient because they love me. They're just rule followers. The love is gone. Isaiah said the love is gone. It's cold up in this house. We sleeping in separate rooms. In the spirit. Sitting at the table eating but not speaking to one another. Riding in the car looking in different directions. God said this is what's happened to us. Because if you don't invest in this it won't grow. And if it doesn't grow it will grow cold. Anything that's not growing is dying. Yeah, that's right. So we as the people of God can't get casual about God. That's right. Amen. We got to be intense about this thing. Yeah. We got to start dating God again. Amen. Amen. Getting into private closets, praying, worshiping, seeking his face, loving him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Amen. We got to go back home. Amen. We got to go back to when it was intense. Go back to when somebody said, Jesus, you about to jump out your skin. We become like desensitized to God. We've been around so much God, so much church, until we just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 she got healed. Yeah, yeah. We expect that. No more awe. No more reverential fear. Yeah, I go to church every Sunday. I know that. Somebody come and say, boy, I tell you, that pastor show there preach, he preach out that every Sunday. Ain't no big deal. He do that every Sunday. Ain't no big deal. Just like mama's macaroni and cheese. Oh, it's always good. We lose our seal for him because we just become casual around God. Yeah, that's God. Yeah, that's God right there. Yeah, there ain't nobody but God. Somebody come in, woo-wee, did you feel the Holy Ghost? Yeah, it happened every Sunday. Yeah. That's my daddy, yeah, that's me, that's my daddy, yeah, yeah. He get on my nerves. Put food on your, cl- on your table, he, he make me sick. Wow. Clothes on your back, on. I'm tired of him. Yeah. See, the kids will say it. Kids will say, kids get all kind of little snotty attitude yeah. when they think they're grown. Yeah. I don't have kids, but i seen them. Yes. <laughs> and I've been one. Yes. And I know I thought, my daddy, me and my daddy, didn't know how my daddy said going to be one man in here. I was like, I'm a man. I don't care what you say. <laughs> and all I was doing was paying an every other month water bill. Wow. <laughs> no, manners. no manners, mother. Yeah. Because I didn't respect what the man was to me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? In the same way we can do that with our earthly relationships, we can do that with this. He's supposed to do this for me. Uh-uh. Only reason he's doing it because of covenant. reason. You see to Abraham. Let's look at this. Look, y'all. amplify. Then the Lord said, because this nation approaches me only with their words and honors me only with their lip service, but they remove their hearts far from me and their reverence for me is a tradition that is learned by rote without any regard for its meaning. The message Bible says, the master said, these people make a big show of saying the right thing. But their hearts aren't in it. Because they act like they're worshiping me. But don't mean it. Let the church say. All I want to say is he left before he left. He left before he left. Pastor Taylor, why are you preaching? He left before he left. He was already gone up here. He was already gone in here. His body just. W- Let's be careful, people of God. Let's be careful that we don't become so just, you know, relaxed in this thing that we leave and still be sitting in church. Come home. Come home. Return to your love for him. Yes. He says to that church at Laodicea, I have somewhat against you. I got an issue with you. You want to know what it is? You left your first love. You're not into me the way you used to be. You don't worship me the way you used to. You don't love me the way you You used to spend time with me. Where have you been? I ain't seen you in a while. What happened to our time of meditation? What happened to us reading scripture together? What happened? You that busy with the job I gave you? Wow! You that busy cleaning the house I gave you? Washing the car I gave you? Right now, we need to be doing some repenting. Yes. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to blink your eye. You don't have to do anything. But in your heart, you know where you are. And you know what move you need to be making. What the son did was private. There was nobody but him and the pigs. That's it. Nobody knew that moment that he came to himself. Let's come to ourselves right now. Amen. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Thank you for how you reach out to us. You refuse to let this relationship go. Just like that father in that parable ran to his son. We believe you have that same kind of love for us. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you that your covenant looks beyond all our bests seeks to restore us. I pray that right now as I'm praying that something's happening in people's lives and their relationship with you. That they'll understand the power of covenant that no matter how far they've strayed away, you are ready to restore them. That's the moral of the story. That where people might judge them, people might look down on them, you don't do that. You are ready to restore I pray that you would restore in this room right now relationships that have become stale. For those of us who placed our ministry above our relationship with you, forgive us. For those of us who've become so clouded with life and the things that we gotta get done in our busy schedules, we're somehow working you out of our schedule, God forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, for putting our blessings ahead of the one who blessed us. Forgive us, Lord, for worrying about our problems and our situations and not just worshiping you and just casting our cares on you and remembering that you care for us. We want to love you with all our hearts, God. Sometimes the flesh makes it difficult, but I thank you, God, that you are so patient with us. Just like that son when he came home. He received the robe a ring in his sandals i thank you god for that same kind of restoration that people never knew we left when they look at us after we've been restored in jesus name amen 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 can we bless the lord in the house